welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone. That was a terrible, terrible impression. That was my impression of an influencer, and it was absolutely terrible. I think I could have probably done a little bit better. Isn't it great how I just start grading my... I don't even finish the sentence, and I already start grading myself on my performance and how I don't think I... Just, hi, what's up? As you can see and probably feel, I've been a little bit cooped up in a beautiful, lovely way. Uh, I'm still on my Christmas break. I haven't been at work since Christmas Eve and left early that day. So I have just been enjoying a very well-deserved, completely stay-home, staycation, Christmas in my robe. I've been in my robe in more times than I can even count as I sit here in my robe. My new Christmas robe that I got. Um, I have, yeah, it's been a really nice downtime, a lot of family time, a lot of seeing friends, seeing friends who are in town, and just kind of recharging and getting myself mentally prepared to go into the new year or facing one of the most horrific Sunday scary feelings that I'll probably feel. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible that that's what we think about now? But it's just it's just what it is. It makes us human. Okay, I have a question. I okay, I have a question. I'm sitting here with my hand in my ear hand in the air like I'm a little child at a school desk looking like they have to go and piss their pants. I have a question and I cannot be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Is anyone else like just severely self-conscious when you're opening gifts? Is that, does anyone else feel, okay. So like the second I'm, like let me explain myself. The second you I start opening a gift. I'm automatically thinking in my mind, okay, so this is the way that you need to, this is the way that you need to say thank you and you love it and da 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 and do this motion and this motion. It's like, it's like literally a million little things already ticking down the f- that I feel like I need to give to that person. And like, I'll, I like, I genuinely love the gift, like genuinely love the gift, but it's almost like you get a little bit of stage fright when you start opening and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I really love this. But now I have to, now I have to like perform, you know, now it's, now it's like, okay. And it's, it's even worse if you're sitting in front of a large, like if you're just, if your family's big and everyone opens gifts, like extended family and you're like, oh my God. And it's, it's almost like, it's exciting. Like, yay. Like your name gets called and you're like, oh yes. Like I, I'm here, <laughs> I'm over here. And you get excited and then you get your gift and you're like, oh shit. Now I have to open in front of everyone and even if I do like it, I have to give I have to give the most A plus performance so that the family member feels validated for what they gave me in the most way. And everyone else thinks that it's like a genuine, oh, and like I really do. It's like, isn't that like the craziest mindset? And it maybe is because like I'm insane, or maybe it's because like I'm like an insane people pleaser and an empath, which is somebody who feels the way other people feel. And if I don't feel like that other person has truly felt like they've been validated, then I don't feel right. And it's like a terrible, constant double-edged sword that is like a privilege, but also kind of like a, oh, like why do I have to always? So anyways, I could get the scroll out and go on about why I have to feel the need to do this, but I don't think I'm the only one, but seriously. Okay. Okay. Not even that, not even the fact of you, you get stage fright, but then in my in my delivery, in my thank you delivery, I I don't know what happens. It's like you you feel like you have to describe or explain why you love, why you love the gift that you're holding. You're like, oh my God, like thank you. Thank you so much for these jeans. Like I needed some. I needed some, you know, like I'm down to pants size. And it's like, why, <laughs> why do you feel like you don't need to describe every single gift to every single person and why you needed it? But it's the funniest thing because it's like that's what you do after every single one. You're like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like, I like really been wanting to read this book and I can't wait to start. But it's like, why do we torture ourselves? But we do it every single time, or at least I do. And I think about it because <laughs> that's just my mind. But once again, I say this because 
I know that there's people out there. God, there's got to be somebody else here. Anyways, I just was like, you love it. It's the best thing, opening gifts. And it's like, one, we're extremely privileged to even be opening gifts and to even be having this for me to even be having this anxiety. I, The irony is not lost on me. Like, extremely privileged. We're even getting gifts on Christmas underneath our roof with our heat and everything. So, but at the same time, opening gift anxiety is a thing stage it's like you have to perform and you have to let that person know why you like it and it's gonna be the greatest thing ever and like you don't want to seem like too rehearsed or too over the top because then they're gonna you're like oh my god then I'm a phony they know that I'm a phony I'm I'm faking it and that's the worst part is I don't want the person to know that I'm not faking it though that's the thing I don't want them to feel like I'm faking a thank you does that make sense I feel like that makes sense. I don't want the other person to feel like I'm faking a thank you because like I said, I'm a freaking people pleaser and an empath and I can't help it. (sighs) Had to get that off my chest. With that being said, I wanted to take some time and go travel down good old memory lane like I do on, I feel like I could say that now since it's like the next year and I've done this before on last year's New Year episode, just take a trip down memory lane and go back and relive some of the moments that just made 2019 great. And I, it's crazy to me because we're, I always think, oh, it's a new year, like we're going into 2020. And I, but then it's, I also then will read lists of like top decade things. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess that's a, like, it is, it's, it's a decade of 10 years, like a chapter Oh my God, I think it's one of the first times where, not even that I'm like, oh, my age, but where I've kind of been jolt, like you kind of jolt yourself a little bit with like, when you think about how much time has actually passed, whew, that shit gets frightening. Anyways, to fight off, to fight off that, yeah, I wanted to just take a little trip down memory lane, some, some of my favorite moments of 2019. I thought we could share that together. Does that sound like a nice time? Good. Good. I'm glad. See, that was also my terrible, terrible try at a Fred Rogers rhetorical question. I saw that movie and it was really great. A a beautiful day. It wasn't really, and I knew it wasn't going to be about Mr. Rogers and I'm totally getting off keel and I'm going to go back to this list. I knew it wasn't going to be about Mr. Rogers like like an autobiography or like a biblio or what not a biblio I'm gonna stop you know exactly what I'm talking about no it was gonna be like about him but I knew he was gonna be a main part in the movie and it it was great I'll talk I will we'll touch more about it we'll touch more about that later um it was awesome but that was my impression of Fred Rogers anyways top moments of 2019 the storm area 51 joke like internet it was like a fake internet event that was this joke about, oh, yeah, we're going to storm Area 51 and we're going to go in and it's if it's all of us, they can't stop us. And it soon just got crazy out of control and then ended up having two million people or something. It was like two million. It was something crazy amount of people actually say that they were going to attend this event and it started within like within a matter of days and it started to freak people out enough to like where area 51 had to come out or whoever it was had to come out with a an announcement had to come out and say like if this cannot happen if this happens we will gun like we will gun you down it's like these people it was wild. So the city officials said that they estimated that 30,000 to 40,000 people could show up to this weekend thing and they were freaking out. But at the same time, it was so okay. Some people were getting absolutely nutty about it and were being really serious. And I think for the majority, I don't know, there's a lot of kooky people and there's also a lot of people who believe in aliens. Let's just let's just set that out first. I have always been terrified of aliens ever since it was weird. When I was little, I was like petrified of aliens, not of spiders, not of, okay, snakes scare the, I can't, I like completely lose, I completely lose all forms of motor speech when I'm around them. I but aliens freaked me the frick out. 
And I was this scarring episode of or Clarissa Explains It All on Nickelodeon where she gets, she's laying in her bedroom with those creepy window, the creepy window, shit, what are they called? Oh my God, I'm completely losing it. The curtains, the long curtains just flowing in the wind and like aliens come in through her bedroom and take her. And then after that, I obviously started watching alien movies and I think Signs is one of the most amazing movies of all time. And it also scared the shit out of me. So I would torture myself. So going, of course, everyone wants to know what's inside Area 51 because we know that there's, I've watched, watched documentaries with people. We know that there's, we've had United States, I was going to say Air Force, Marines, there's been, there's been military people come out who have said that there are unidentified objects. And I just, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a loon. And I always go back and forth with this. Do I think that there's something else out there? I mean, how can there not be? And I know that there's articles, people say that they've, can prove that there's nothing else, but I'm such a, there is stuff that we have no idea about and this universe and different time frames and quantum this. And I mean, there's got to be anyway, I'm just going to live my life. But it's the same time as much as I think that there they are. There is something out there. It doesn't mean that it's a man in a little green suit or a man with big eyes. It's not not like that alien. I just think that there's there has to be some. I don't know. I don't know. See, it's things like this that keep me up at night. But that was one of the that was one of the funniest moments to me. Another moment that just completely blew my absolute mind was the Fry Festival. The freaking Fry Festival, guys. So that happened last year. Where And then the two documentaries came out about it. I can't even imagine, whenever I talk about this, I've, it makes me absolutely just... I can't even imagine being on an island and the, in the sheer... The sheer panic and chaos that erupted with those people. I I mean, it's funny when you're a viewer watching it. It's actually one of the most, I, this is terrible and I don't know what this says about me. I, I swear I'm not. <laughs> I think people, watching people scared is like one of the funniest things. Watching people get scared, pranks, whatever. I, there is nothing funnier to me than a person just in sheer, utter, pure, genuine panic or scared. And when you see the footage of people start to just turn on each other and get nutty, and it, then there's no lights on this. So I'm talking about scenes from this documentary from the Fry Festival, which was a music festival that was put on or that was advertised. It was really social media heavily, heavily advertised. And People were buying these $1,000 tickets and it was going to be like these villas and Ja Rule was on it. And it was this whole huge music festival. And then when people got there, it was a complete shanty town. They kept them bogged up. There was just like, what kind of tents were they? They were the tents that I think they used in, they were just little white tents with just mattresses laying around. There was construction. It, it looked just like a desolate pile of shit and these people arrived and then got stranded and they were showing no one no there was no food there was no why I mean it was complete pandemonium on the island somebody tweeted like the the classic picture on twitter of the piece of bread with a piece of cheese and a lettuce that's what they were serving as their meals and these are people who paid thousands of dollars for villas it was going to be like this luxury festival experience and it was actually end up being a literal hell. And I watched the documentaries. One of the most frightening things you could probably ever imagine, but one of the most funniest things that you could ever also imagine as well. Okay. A moment that just completely overtook my life this past year was 
the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper Oscar performance. Okay, can we just go back in time to when these two bitches get on stage and they make us fall in love with them, just like they made us when we watched them in A Star is Born. They put on this, not, they put on this entire production, this dramatic, this feeling. They, she starts and he's on, she's on the piano and they start off the shot and Bradley Cooper is staring longingly at her as she plays the intro to the song. And then he takes a couple of steps over to the microphone and they sing. And then he comes and sits next to her on the piano and he, he lays his head and inside like the perfect crevice in her neck or just they're completely canoodling as she's playing. And everyone is losing their freaking minds. The internet is losing their mind. I'm losing my mind. Because inside, the whole thing about that was in A Star is Born, everyone was so obsessed with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performance. It was just praised of their chemistry and how they were together. Which, as I can say, since I saw it, what is it, like two or three times in theater and cried every single time because it just was like this spiritual release for me that... It was great chemistry. It was great chemistry. I'm not going to lie. And the way that they were and the way that they talked about each other in the interviews, which was really funny for Lady Gaga because she was caught just saying the same thing in every interview, which you know what? Let her just give her give her some space. She's freaking partied out of her mind. This woman doesn't stop. You know, it's her movie and she's on a press tour. If she wants to use a damn cue card and say the same thing, let her. Why not? You know, less is more. Less is more for her, especially her, because she probably would have gone on a rant and and, and at every single at every single movie theater. But it was fabulous chemistry. So the p- performance just had people blowing their mind, just blown everyone's minds because his wife is in the front row and it was this constant news story that they were together and that or they're going to be or they should be and it was but you know like they never they definitely and played it up and they came out and said, you know, like that was the entire point. We wanted to create this feeling, this world that made you feel like it was so real and they were going to continue it off screen. It was just this whole Hollywood glamour, just old Hollywood fashion glamour. And I loved every freaking minute of it. I also loved every minute of watching. Well, this is actually terrible. And I don't want to say this. Like I loved watching the demise of this two people and these fam this family and this person but y'all if you don't know about the Jordan Woods and the Kardashians scandal that erupted this year you are living under a freaking rack Jordan Woods and I know this is like petty shit that doesn't really matter but like these were pretty big moments in pop culture so let's just go with it Jordan Woods was Kylie Jenner's best friend, okay? They've grown up together. She lives with her. She's part of her business. I mean, part of the family, family vacations, the whole nine yards. And Jordan Woods is caught snoogling with Tristan Thompson, trash can Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy, who I think they were engaged. He's 27. He's a ball player in Cleveland. Total just numb nuts, who then also cheated on her previously with footage of him in a strip mall strip club with two bitches on his side rubbing his wiener. Yeah, wiener. So that was absolutely insane. The entire, it was a huge public, I mean, huge public horror story for Chloe. And then Kylie and Jordan had to break up. And then Jordan went on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. And that was a whole thing because the Kardashians and the Smiths, they're all friends. It was just this nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was unfreaking believable. I was watching and following every freaking minute of it. You bet your ass. But, Obviously terrible that you have to watch. And Chloe broke down on the Kardashians and was crying, which I don't blame her because it's her freaking life. It was just a really dark, felt really shitty moment, but also just a wild moment in pop culture. The scandal, the college scandal, my God, Lori Loughlin, that really to me is just like, I don't even... I don't have much to say about that. I mean, it's obviously batshit crazy and there's nothing worse in life than like liars and people who cheat, like cheat, like you cheat and you get something because you cheated. Ugh. 
God, but that family, can you, and then the daughter with the YouTube, oh, it was just horrifying. One thing that I absolutely love that came out of this year was Jordan Peele's Us. What a freaking, and it, it, it was a, I'm not really sure how it actually settled with the, I think everyone, I think it was, everyone was about it. You never know with these movies. You have people who come out, will be like, eh, or people, I'm pretty sure it was praised highly. Jordan Peele's Us, I talked about it on a previous podcast episode about, mainly it was Lupita Nyong'o's performance. It was the doppelganger storyline, which is key, or Jordan Peele has started these more like social, social horror movies. And if you haven't seen Us, or if you are scared, like scared I don't even know what people any how people anymore can be like scared of scary movies when it's like the light we're just so inundated with just terrible things all the time I I guess I just I find joy in people who still just find scary movies scary because I search I search tooth and nail to find a movie that'll scare the shit out of me and uh, there has been a couple there has been a couple here and there that'll scare the patoot out of me but so for the people who are like, oh, I'm scared, it really actually does not end up, and I'm being honest, as, as as a viewer who wanted to be scared and have some jump scares, it actually ends up not being scary. And there are comedic moments, which I found odd. Not odd, but there were a, a bunch kind of sprinkled throughout, which I guess is not odd. Not odd. It was, it, it what I'm trying to say is I was going, was Get your thoughts together, Megan. Pull them together. Pull them together. When I went into the movie, I thought I was going to be more scared or more or anxious. And I wasn't. I wasn't. I enjoyed it and I loved it. It was one of my favorites. But it didn't. It did kind of allow you to sit back, if you know what I mean. So you weren't so anxious the entire time. And yeah, it was phenomenal. So if you haven't seen it, add that to your freaking list. Watch it immediately. Amazing. Okay, so we all know this next one. It's it's big. We love him. He's bigger than life. And when I remember this first happening, I, I took to Instagram and I was very just confused by Kanye West and his people in these in these colored, in these colored, simple clothing that was oversized. And they were all just these beautiful chocolate and brown and just beautiful people with them standing in a room in these, in these rags, but Kanye colored rags, singing music, singing just gospel loud and, and, acapella and it was this amazing I was like what am I watching and it Kim Kardashian's story was it's the nightmare story at the top you know what I'm talking about on Instagram when there's like 70 million little bars and you're like oh my god I have to go through this entire thing so Kim's story was like that and I would just watch it it was every Sunday I was like what the hell is Kanye up to and then he went to had a Coachella Sunday service for Easter and it was like this huge thing and I was one of those moments, they were all up on this hill, and it was very just, I'm going to say it was very just, to me, spiritual and biblical and on these mounds, and they were in these formations. And I mean, say what you want about the guy, whatever, he's at least, he is a artist, a true artist who has immersed himself in all forms, in fashion and in music and in now in creating this spiritual performance movement group or whatever they're calling it or identifying it at first I was like what is this cult activity that's happening what is going on I mean it wouldn't shock me but it was also something that I wanted to kind of be at you know I wanted to be with the fam on Sunday just listening to this amazing vocals lord almighty Jesus so Sunday service was absolutely huge somebody else who just had the year of his life, who just exploded, was Keanu Reeves, the whole Keanu Reeves movement. What in the name of God just lit his fire under his ass and brought him back from the dead? I mean, I remember him from, obviously he's from The Matrix, for people who are like, who the fuck is Keanu Reeves? We don't know names. It's, he's from The Matrix. 
He was also in Bed and or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was just in what was it? Always be my maybe on on Netflix. Always be my maybe. John Wick, which I have never seen, but he just. It was one of those things where in cult, like he just exploded and the internet was obsessed with him and the internet makes or breaks people these days. It is absolutely terrifying, the power of the internet, but it, for it, Keanu Reeves, and no one even really knows. I mean, the guy, the guy is the nicest man. If you look up, he has all of these kind gestures or these stories that are actually real. And when you, when you interview, when you see him in interviews, he's just this really great positive kind of guy in this character I don't even it's just the funniest thing to me but he just absolutely blew up and was like the man he had a GQ shoot I mean he was like the man of the year everyone wanted to like see Keanu Reeves it was just it's just one of those cultural things that is just explodes and it's crazy how the internet will just do that to stuff Something that I know we all struggled with this year. And as we talked about it on episode Therapy of Thrones, the Game of Thrones series finale happened this year. And as much as, as quickly as everyone was so excited, it was ripped out from underneath us like a magic trick. Like the tablecloth magic trick. Except we didn't stay tall. We shattered. It was a failed magic trick. Um, Sometimes my analogies are off, but... You know what I mean. Game of Thrones series finale. Say what you want about it, guys. Say what you want. It was a cultural... It was a cultural icon. And the last episode, yes. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to try to be the contrarian. It was short. It was bleak. It put us in places that we didn't want to go. And not because we didn't want to go because we're viewers and we want everything to end happy, but it put us in places they made split decisions split decisions on characters that they build that they build seasons with. And this is this was such a monumental show. It was huge. There's so many characters and important characters and people that we cared about, so many of them. And yes, who knows what happened? Did they quit it because they wanted to spend more time on Star Wars? Probably. Should they have? No. I mean, they really, and this is a struggle for me because I have my one, I have my one side who I was like, yeah, we got, I, I remember watching was like, yeah, we got, we got shit handed on a couple of things. But then the other side of me that I just can't help is that it's, it's what was created and I'm going to love it. And it's what I've loved. And it's a show that I loved with people I love. So I'm going to take whatever it is because it's the only thing that we're going to get. We're not going to get a remake here. Okay. So I'm going to take the little bit of pieces that I have, but yeah, you know, it was, it was a whiplash moment for us all. We were all left crushed. We were all left crushed and wanted different things for people, of course. But I think one of the things that I cannot wait to do is rewatch that show now I'm going to have, I don't know when I'm going to start that, but that's something that I want to do is just now just completely rip through it again Ugh, and relive. I have a hard time doing that with certain things. Once I see it, I see it. And I'm so ADD that I have to really focus in anyways, or else I'm completely gone. And if I already know what's coming, the, f- the chances of me actually being able to pay attention or not like you know, dick around on my phone or just completely, you know, slim to none. But I will rewatch things. I want to rewatch that. But that was a moment in time, moment of 2019 that shook us. And that was a phenomenal show. And it deserves everything. It, it launched all these people's careers. It gave us a completely different planet world TV that we've never experienced before. And by God, It's a sad, sad world without it. Sunday nights are not the same. However, I'm going to start my Sundays. So Euphoria was released this year starring Zendaya on HBO. And it apparently is like a phenomenal show. It was one when I saw the trailer, I was like, ooh, sometimes when I watch shit that's like not close to home, but watching like teens or watching young kids deal with hard cutting issues of today, it sometimes can hit a little hit the heart a little too much. But apparently the show is phenomenal. It looked phenomenal. The trailer, the way it was put together, the cinematography, 
apparently Zendaya, and she is originally from Disney. She's done a lot. She's been in Spider-Man, had other projects. She's a triple threat, who's actually one of these kids who started Disney, who's extremely talented and has a voice and has a presence. Apparently, she's phenomenal. The show, she was snubbed. And I keep hearing about it and keep reading about it. And like, you know what? Okay, I'm in. I'm diving in. So that's a show that I'm at, that I've heard about. It's been talked about. It came out this year. Once again, apparently it's phenomenal. And I'm going to start watching it. So like, cool. All right. Something that completely swept this year, which once again, when we get obsessed with something, we get obsessed with something and we just take off. Old Town Road, which started on TikTok with Little Nas X, just I and it was funny. It was actually this guy that I was like talking to. He had sent me it, and by talking to, I mean texting. We were like texting for a, just a, a a minute there, and then I had to. It was we had talked about him. Anyways, it's one of those ones you text, you then it you then blah it goes into nothing he had sent me this TikTok, and it was it was old town road lil nas x and he played it and was like i don't know if this is good or bad and i watched him like well it's obviously terrible but at the same time the beat kind of bumps and then i never heard of it again and then just boom it was just old town road and actually the radio show that i listened to was a is a country one of the top it's the top syndicated country show the bobby bone show he started playing it, even though country charts were saying that it wasn't a country song. He's like, it's a country song. It's got Billy Ray. It's a little like, it's a country song. Started playing it. It was it was number one for I don't even know how many weeks. There was this viral video of Little Nas X going to this preschool or this elementary school. And he started to perform. The entire gymnasium is up on their feet. It is this roar. It is this sound. They know every single word jumping on their feet, singing the entire song. You play that song and it's like a lit matchbook. Kids everywhere appearing out of nowhere, singing the every single word to Old Town Road. It is the one of the funniest visuals ever. If you haven't seen that video and need a little a giggle, it is so hilarious. But Old Town Road, my God, what a freaking phenomenon. It'll be one of those songs that, well, hopefully it eventually dies. I mean, it is kind of a hear it once. You're like, oh, right. Okay. But yeah, Old Town Road. To stick with the theme of music, the world was finally introduced to Lizzo. And I'm not going to really say, I will put it out there. I... I don't listen to Lizzo. It's not like I'm not a fan. I just, I have very, I have my, what I like and what I listen to. And it's a very hard thing for me to break new, bring new things in. So it's not that I dislike her. I hear her songs enough on the radio. So I don't need to like listen to her off that. But the world was finally introduced to Lizzo. Okay. And with that being said, I have nothing against Lizzo. I just want to make, I just want to let everyone know I'm coming from a very, bot like non-bias place when I'm talking about Lizzo especially so the world was finally we were finally introduced to Lizzo and it was awesome girlfriend's been out for already she's on her third CD so it's one of those situations where truth hit or truth hurts has already been it's already been living it's already been out in the universe and it was her first number one hit and it was released two years ago but Homegirl has taken over. She's also of movement. She's doing a movement that I stand for. Body positivity, self-worth, love yourself. You know what? We're in a nation right now where in an epidemic where, you know what? Even though we have the things in our hands that are causing us the loneliness and I love my phone and I will always cherish my phone. My phone is a drug and we go for it to hits. And even though, once again, the thing that is killing us is something that we can't live without and making us feel lonely. I am all about, we need, we need that. We need that positive. We need that positive anthems. It's every bitch's positive anthem. And what, it was just a really cool, another cool pop cultural 
fire that just lit. And now she sees, oh my God, saw her on an Instagram story when she was at some NB, she was sitting sideline at some basketball game. And Lizzo, she loves to shake the booty cheeks. I love it. She's all about that in her leotard, just getting down with it. She stands up courtside at a basketball game, turns around. She's wearing a long black, just oversized t-shirt with a pointed leather boot. She turns around. The at, There is an entire hole cut out where her ass cheeks are, which is a pretty big ass hole. She's wearing a thong, which you can see the whale tail of, but I, it kind of stunned me a little bit. I, I was taken aback and I was like, holy shit, is that, is that her ass cheeks? It was. So you know what? If homegirl, and then I guess the thought in my mind was, God, she's sitting on that seat, which is with her ass cheeks. Like, part of me, which is the, the germ side of me was like, oh, Jesus Christ, just ass cheeks on a bare seat. But you know what? If you're going to go to a game, to a, to a professional basketball game, and if you're just going to wear an oversized black t-shirt and cut a hole out where your ass is and just absolutely everything, dimple, dimples and all, baby, dimples and all, then you know what? You're in a different place. And I respect, I respect the shit out of that because I'll tell you something I'm never doing. I will, I will never, you will never see me anywhere, anywhere with a hole cut out in an oversized t-shirt and my ass cheeks hanging out with a thong. I can, I can promise you that. I can at least, if there's anything I can do in my life, I can promise you that. No butt cheeks here. Okay. So it happened. It freaking happened. Joker was the movie that just, between that and God, that and us and what else was just some of my favorite? Joker was declared the most profitable comic book movie of all time when they were talking about like budget and global grossing money. And it's, Just people are, it's it's the first R-rated movie to pass a billion dollars, a billion dollars globally at the global box office. That's absolutely crazy. This movie was, once again, talked about this on episode Why So Serious, the Joker culture is just, it is, we are now, it's one of those obsessions. I am all aboard the toot toot, all aboard the Joker obsession train. I was at the gym tonight. I scrolled across it on the TV. It was the dark night. And you just, you, you'll never change the channel. You never change the channel. But Joaquin's Joker was one of the, I've said it before, the only way that I can describe it was that it was a privilege for me to sit and watch. It was a privilege that I was able to sit and to watch somebody, and I might over-obsess about it, but whatever, it's what I think. It was a privilege to watch a performance that was just so completely crafted and a performance that really takes us and we don't see we don't see the actor and it's somebody else and the way that they make us feel and what he does and who he becomes it was an absolute transformation and the only word that i can ever think of is just it was a privilege for me to watch it was so captivating walking phoenix goes places goes places ugh it was also hailed best movie of the year on by IMDb. Once again, if you have not seen it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. So now you have a list. You have your little mad yet mighty list. You're going to go watch Us. You're going to go watch Joker, which most people have probably seen it. So you need to get on that. It is dark, but it it's it's a movie. It's a movie and it's a fictional place. And it's we have to look at it for what it is. It is entertainment. It is, it's not real. (laughs) I feel like I have to give out this. I feel like I have to give out this PSA. It's something that you just need to see from an actor's perspective. And it's a great movie. Ha, there, I've said it. I've said it. Frozen 2 was also released. 
six years. It's been six years since the first Frozen. I had no idea it had been that long. Once again, and you you have this weird thing about I have a weird thing about sequels. We don't know if they're gonna hit. This was it was it was the highest grossing worldwide opening for an animated film, and it ranked raked in more than one billion worldwide again. So Joker and Frozen, what does that say about us as a nation? What does that say about us? But huge phenomenon. I'm need to see it again because I need to keep singing the ha that Disney Plus was released and everyone just everyone was freaking out about Disney Plus. Gotta get Disney Plus. Gotta get Disney. Do you have Disney Plus? Have you seen Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Now we have Disney Plus. Love it. I want the new original stuff. I'm not gonna once again. I'm not a girl who's gonna go back a million times and rewatch a movie. That's just not my thing. But I am all about the new content. And the National Geographic Free Solo is on there, which is one of the best documentaries ever. One best documentary at last Oscars. Have to go watch it. Um, the Jeff Goldblum, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, an amazing show. They're 30-minute episodes, which, God, give me an hour. Please, I would watch an hour. He's phenomenal. He's who I want to be when I grow up. I'm obsessed with him. Every word, every motion, everything he does it's great. He he takes topics like ice cream, jeans, barbecue, and he deep dives because he's curious. And us curious people like to deep dive. So if you like to deep dive, going off of Disney Plus being one of our top 2019 moments, you also have another recommendation for a show. What about that? Okay, some things that just changed my life. Can we give can we give a little love out to the uh, to the hard seltzer? It has changed my. It has rocked my world. White Claw, I'll, I'll fucking say it. My God, it's, I, it's for somebody who just like doesn't like to drink and doesn't, or it's not that I don't like to drink, I like to drink. I don't like the, t- I don't like tasting, ooh, a gag, but I don't want to taste it. I'm embarrassed to say that. I'll drink things that ooh, literally have a, a bullfrog throat come out because I'm trying to not throw up in my mouth every single time. I try. I try to be cool. I try to be in with it. I'm fucking 28. You think I should be able to do a shot by now? I can't do a shot. I can do a chill tequila shot in the right mindset because it's all about the mindset. But that's about freaking it. The key to change my life. Apparently this Popeye's chicken sandwich, I never, I never got, didn't get upset about it. Somebody died over it. Another thing that people just obsess about so anyone who had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, apparently it was phenomenal. It was big. It was meaty. It was juicy. It was spicy. Talking about it now, there's a Popeye's down the street for me, which I don't think they have. But now I just, now I want it. Crazy how a sandwich can just take over a nation. Wild. Absolutely freaking wild. And to counteract everything that's completely just tacky and cheesy and escapism, which is why I love pop culture, but... So Greta Thunberg was a 16-year-old climate activist who was named the Times Person of the Year, which I, once again, read headlines about her, very high level. I knew she was young. I knew she was this visionary who was coming in and who was standing in front of government and parliament and was speaking to climate change and what we're doing and actual scientific fact. Reading about her, I'm just in awe. So she's 16. She has Asperger's. So it has, she, it, this reading about her and hearing her, how she views the world and how she is being this way, it makes her completely black and white. It makes her say things very bluntly. She's, she's not neuro, she's not neurotypical like us. So she's just very upfront about things. She's completely honest. She can't, she, it's not, that's not in her to say anything other than her honest truth of wow, how she's feeling right at that moment. And apparently when she found and started learning, she's extremely bright because as, as people, children who tend to have Asperger's are, anyone on the spectrum is insanely, insanely bright or on the minds are just, they're different. Learning about this completely triggered her to go into this deep, like deep depression at 11 years old, stopped eating, couldn't, couldn't get out of bed, stopped speaking, started to look sickly. Her parents were extremely, extremely concerned, but she could not get herself out of it because she, she had realized 
what is happening to the earth and the fact, you know, you can get into carbon and this and facts and we're not, we're going to keep it high level just for the story's sake and just for everyone's attention span's sake. But this little girl was so devastated by what's happening. It caused her to go into a deep depression due to the fact that she can't see how we're in such peril and nobody's doing anything about it. It caused her to go into that severe but she also said that learning about it, learning about the climate change triggered her depression. But then it was also what got her out of her depression because she was like, there are things that I could do to improve the situation. And she literally said, I don't have time to be depressed anymore. And she's she wrote this essay, which then was carried on. And now she's leading this movement. And it's something extremely inspiring to read about. I mean, you read it and you hear these things and just that there's somebody... And she looks younger than she is. She is 16, but that's still young to have such clear vision and such clear voice and to just carry, God, to just carry this serious movement that is happening that is splitting generations because there are the generations before us this has been looked at as like a hoaxy thing by by certain people and it's it's not it's actual science of what's happening and what's happening to just our planet because you can't just expect to live and just keep producing and producing and producing and maximizing and like not having effect on the actual planet if you think if you don't if you think that or if you then like that's just that's just like the actuality of anything right you produce more it so to me it's also something in my mind that's just a non-brain like just a no-brainer and I mean not to get preachy and shit but I've, I've I've tried for me I know there's not a lot that I well I could or couldn't do but it's like one of those things that's like well what do you do well you just you just start to just lessen your footprint I mean I've just started to I, I've started to recycle whatever I do it and if I can, if that can be my little contribution, then that'll be my little contribution. I carry around a damn jug with me. I, I I use a reusable straw, which was another huge phenomenon of this year. But it was, I just had to balance out because it was something so inspiring to me and really gives hope for just the future. And I just thought that, that was so damn sweet, you know? Okay, I have to give out a decade award. A decade award goes to Mike, freaking Mike the situation. This man, this man is the man, the myth, the legend, and he has completely, completely changed the way he lives his life. And I just think it's, so to me, if anyone deserves a decade of the award, it's going to be Mike the situation. He gets it. The man was nuts. He is now leading a life of solitude and and sayings and spiritual wellness and you know what good for fucking him he's married out of prison I mean can we get any more can we get any more than that so that wraps up all of our pop culture moments of 2019 things that we all remember somewhere back in the year hopefully maybe a couple you're like oh my god that happened I forgot about that I wanted to kind of cap out the episode and, you know, just get a little deep for a moment, right? We love getting deep. Deep shit's good. So 2019, you know, everyone's posting their Instagram posts of what they're going to be and their intentions. And you know what? I Nothing bad, but it's just like, God, okay, when you're scrolling through all of them, you're like, all right, all right, all right. Y'all are giving me fucking anxiety with everyone's 2020 post and how it's going to be the best year ever, which it is. It's going to be the best year ever, but come on. I'm not the only one who feels inundated when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and just see constantly of these curated pictures and people writing these big, beautiful, long 2020, my intention, what I've learned and everything. It's beautiful and it's great. And it's a space for that. That's a space for that. We all do that. But at the same time, that's the thing about social media is we love it, but it also still makes us feel like shit. Maybe not all of us, but sometimes it makes me feel like shit. So, and that's just the truth. But 2019, I I know I kind of reflected a little bit back. I want to do a little bit more reflection because I love the shit out of some reflection. 2019 was a huge, absolute huge year of growth and transformation for myself. And I feel like it was a very big year 
I see a lot of, I read a lot of people's posts and see what other people are saying about, and it, it seemed like collectively, like 2019 was a huge, and I remember reading a lot of, you know, some of my, some of my spiritual shit and just about different moons and years and, and all this, whatever, all that nitty gritty about how 2019 was going to be just a year of a lot of shedding and a lot of growth and transformation for for all. And that absolutely is what it was. For me personally, I beginning of last year, I was at my I was at my unhappiest. I was at my heaviest. I was I've dealt with it all my life, but it was at a moment, you know, I had just got, I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship and that, and, you know, with, with other dealing with my ongoing, you know, anxiety that I have, which will sometimes lead to depression. It was just one of those moments of at the very, very bottom of the hill, as low as you could possibly get, you know, in a place where things just seemed very hopeless. And I've always been someone who can get up every single day and push some, some days, some days I actually physically cannot. And that's what mental health days are for. But I'm somebody who can always get up and always put on, put on a face, always have been, always will be. And I was, I had just started this podcast and that was a really great, or no, that was losing my mind because I already forget how almost two years anyways it was a place where it was all you could go was up all you could go was up and for anyone who followed that with me because I did was that was uh, that was my story over the over the year of finding and growing and coming into my own and learning how to be good with me which is an ongoing that's an ongoing that's an ongoing practice that doesn't just you don't just work on yourself for a couple of months click your fingers and you're good it is an every day every month every year practice and sometimes you're better at it and sometimes you're not hopefully there's at least something but for me I, it's when I knew that I had to, and I'd kind of started leading into that year with my, with my physical health. Cause I was at my heaviest and I've always yo, I've yo-yoed and fluctuated my entire life. But if you ain't fluctuating, you ain't living. But I was extremely unhappy and looking back at pictures, it's scary. It's like a completely different person and you don't realize it until you see it. I, that was a huge, that was a huge part of it for me physically is getting myself getting myself physically in a place because I'm somebody and I believe that we all are who our minds respond drastically people who struggle with any kind of mood disorder mental illness movement heals us heals the mind clears the mind I'm such an avid believer and I am not somebody who was posting gym videos or is a fitness freak I I tried to honestly like for the most part just doing the bare minimum for me to get by but I just made it. It was something that I just had to make a priority in my life because I saw how much it affected my mental state, how much it helped. It helped me feel better. It really, truly does because you just feel good. When you take care of yourself, you just feel good. So we started my quote unquote wellness journey. And I know that that word probably gives people the cringy heebie jeebies, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean like it was this. I started by wellness journey for me. What that is, I decided that I was going to take fucking responsibility for my physical health, my mental health, and my spiritual health. Just the trifecta of me. I I stopped wanting to like live. I was living. I didn't want to live in autopilot. I didn't want to just let things happen. I wanted to I wanted to get productive because productive is something that I feel also cures, not cures, but helps combat anxiety. I wanted to just feel like I was in control and I wanted to get to a place of just working on feeling good and living a more 
purposeful life, mindful thinking. I wanted to change and grow as a person, pick up on habits that I have with in relationships, habits that I have in real life or not in real life, like this is a fake, like in my life, things that I do that maybe not be the best. How can I change those? It was just, I wanted, I, my wellness journey started because I wanted to just become, I wanted to take responsibility. I wanted to take, and I was tired of not doing or choosing the path of not doing the work. So for people who aren't, and I'm just speaking for me, for me, it was, I needed to, I needed to start making changes because if you're not changing anything in your everyday life, then how, how do you expect a different outcome? And I know that it makes the dark thoughts or whatever people experience make it sometimes crippling, but it's net, it's a huge part. Putting yourself into action is a huge part. It was a huge part for me. And don't get me wrong, because I'll tell you one thing that I'm battling with, and I will say this and give love to all my seasonal mood, mood seasonal disorder babies who are struggling in winter. And even though you get up and you put on a good face and you're, and you are like, you are happy. It just, it's hard. The changes, the grain, it's, it's, it's so, it's crazy how much it affects me. And I have to fight so much harder against just the feelings of doom and gloom. I think that's the only way that I can describe it. You know, like I'm, I'm good, but the winter just changes your thought process. It changes, it changes what you feel like is possible. It changes everything. And it's supposed to be a time of relaxation, but I, I know. So I feel, I feel people right now who are struggling and we are get through it. We are into, we're going into January and we are just a couple of, couple of months push through. I'm pushing through. So yeah, you know, it's just, I looking back, we have to look back and look at where we were last January and where we are now. I I know that I sometimes feel like, well, what changes have really been made? But when, when you really think about it and look back and actually give yourself credit of everything you've done over this last year, it's huge. And that's something to be celebrated. So thinking about where we've, you know, how far we've I've come or how far anyone's come this last year. That's something to be proud of. And moving into the new year, I think one of the main things for me that I'm going to continue to do is just reflection is just single-handedly one of the most important practices. And I know that's like, that's like extra. And, but I, for me, reflecting, writing about things and why and, and working through them and why, why do you respond that way? I mean, that might be like a lot, but I'm, taking taking responsibility and I'm doing the work on myself to just become a better person for myself for the people I love that are around me to my one day to my one day love that I find that is just such a weird thing for me to even talk about right now because that's just not it's just such a weird maybe that'll be I am I'm opening myself up once again I'm keeping open to it but I'm coming off of just a lot of dating and swiping and it just sometimes gets it just you sometimes lose hope you know not necessarily saying that you stay that way but it does get disappointing it does for anyone who's dating it gets disappointing and you don't want to get your hopes up but you get your hopes up for things or but then you also I you also have to kind of slap yourself too and be like like really take a look and like, are these, I don't know, don't get too, I I can't get too caught up, but I'm keeping myself open to that in 2020. I don't necessarily feel like it's something that I, I don't know. Can I, can I be honest? I, I, I go back and forth with just live, like live a year, live another year and just do whatever, what you, what, whatever you want to do. I, 
I kind of keep going back and forth and telling myself that it's hard because I struggle with what I feel like I should do spiritually with what I'm surrounded by when you everyone you know is in relationships and married and you know it does I'd be lying if I said it doesn't get hard but we all live different paths we all go different ways and I'm a firm believer that it is for a reason and a purpose and I'm okay with it because I'm still working and will always be working so I'm just working on being the better me. So whoever gets that is just going to be a super freaking lucky person because I'm pretty freaking cool. And you know what? I need to give myself more credit sometimes. And we all do. We all do. So, you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I just really want. I just really want to harp on for people moving into 2020. You know what I think moving into 2020, something that you have to like really focus on is there's going to be people we are in a, we are in a time now where we think we're inundated now with other people's lives. It's only going to get more. We're, we're obsessed with watching the other side of the fence. We're obsessed. The grass is always greener. We're obsessed with watching and viewing and looking at other people's lives that are not our own. But what we have to, have to is remember is just because people have other boxes checked doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that like yours that are, aren't good or aren't something to be proud of. It's such an important, it's just so important to just keep that perspective of we're choosing to look and it is, it's fun and it's like, hello, Once again, love social media over here, big fan. But we also have to be realistic with what we're doing and we're choosing to spend our time looking at other people's lives and that is going to have an effect on how you feel about yours. And you just have to get real with yourself and really know that just you can't feel shitty about yourself because of the shit that you're looking at. You just can't. And how do you do it? Put it down. Go on Do Not Disturb. Take some time. It just doesn't have to be long. At night, put your phone down like I do. And maybe you don't want to and that's okay. But for the people who are like, well, I don't know. It might. It's nice. It's nice. Fucking on. I go on Do Not Disturb and I just ride. I just ride that pony. It allows my mind to kind of snap back and realize that there's not, I'm not just like constantly looking and thinking about things that like are not in front of me. That's how my mind works. That's just how that is. And I wanted to share that with everyone. So there's a lot of things that have happened this last year. I also realized that when I neglect my responsibilities, that's when my anxiety is shoots through the roof. So that's something that I've known and how I had to change to kind of get to the place where I am, but it still doesn't go away. It's still something that I deal with even till. So yeah, I've, I've gotten to this new space in my life where I'm healthier and I'm, I'm the version of myself that I imagined back in January, but now moving forward, you have new responsibilities. And I've realized that when I neglect certain little things, that's when it shoots to the roof. So for me, that's a learning moment. That's a learning moment of something that like I can control. And yeah, just anything to make, anything to just help and make you feel better. Basically what I'm trying to say is recognize the cycles going forward in your life. You can break you can break cycles. We might be faced with them again. We typically are. That doesn't mean that there's something that we have to follow. We can break them. You know, just saying. Just saying for the deep shit. So you know what? We need to celebrate how far I need to celebrate. And I am how far that I've come this last year. I feel like everyone should just give themselves a pat on the back for how far we've come. The battles that you've. It's. It was a year. It always is a year. And here we are going into new one. Isn't this just cheesy? Don't you just love it? And I'll end you with this. At least you didn't close out your decade shitting a hotel robe. So I'll leave you with that little note. You know, every decade I feel like I 
I defecate myself. And I know that that's just a lovely little tip. But you know what? It's just leaving it on a light note. Leave it in light and fluffy. So at least, at least I'm consistent. And at least you didn't end your decade doing that. So on that note, Lahayam. I hope everyone has a marvelous, marvelous New Year's Eve. I hope everyone gets a big old smooch. I myself will be probably, <laughs> I will be on myself at that moment, either be chugging a drink. So cheers, Lahayam. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you all next time.